them a lot. Maybe oh, didn't well, have, I mean, do you not write them down when we do them? I didn't. I didn't do last ones. Oh, here we go. We've already started. We're we're gonna keep this one in uh, this portion in for the podcast. Blake took the under on weeks. Blake was organized. This is Northside Story Podcast. We're gonna start right there. My name is Blake the Cat Miller, joined by always my best friend Kuna Matata, Jake Baki. Jake, how you doing? Feels great. Uh, Top scorer of the week. Um, I don't know how many times I'm going to be able to say that this year, so I might as well just relish into it. Um, I, I relish? Don't... Isn't that a condiment on a hot dog? Yeah, maybe. See, I got my sayings wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, I will say this. It gives me no pleasure to beat Phil because I don't really consider Phil any sort of competition wow. in our Ouch. league. I know, shots fired, but also, like, last week you were so excited to get a win and to beat Phil. And then you put up the least amount of points. So I know how quickly fantasy football gods can kind of, you know, turn on you. Um, but I am, I'm excited um, about my team and putting up all these points. And I will say this, I'm also excited about something else. Mm-hmm. Um, over this last, I don't know, five, six days, I have gotten a bunch of alerts on my phone. And those alerts have come from what's our Instagram handle? Northside story underscore FF. There it is from random people that have started following our account. I don't know if you've noticed this 30 or something. Yeah, we're we're at 30. So I am excited and I hope that these aren't just bots. I I look every once in a while to see if they're legit people and I look like they're legit people. So Mm -hmm. there are people starting to follow our podcast, which is cool because we really made this to kind of just keep it in our inner circle um, and kind of just have fun with the people that we know. But it's also cool to see people or to have people start following us that have no idea who we are. Um, and, you know, even if they listen once and they don't like it, that still means that they listen. And it's cool that they, you know, really like jumped in and gave it a shot. So we want to, you know, that's why Blake created the Instagram and we kind of try to make it interactive to everyone when it comes to polls, when it comes to other things. So, you know, we want to thank, want to thank the fans so far. Yeah, fans have been awesome. It's been it's been crazy popping on my phone and seeing notifications. And what's good about what's good about this podcast, Jake, is that, like you mentioned, it used to just, it it was just something for for us. It was me coming home that last draft, <laughs> coming home like buzz and sauce, and I'm just like, I want to talk shit about my 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 friends and their teams, and that's what it is. It's just fun. It's fun being able to. To get on here, talk about teams, and it's fun sharing that through the Instagram. So glad that we're doing it. I'm obviously come up with some. We're both going to come up with some uh, fun things we we can add to be uh, interactive. And uh, I mean, spoiler alert till the next episode that we'll have to record. But the, like figuring out what we need to post instead of our survivor pick anymore. Jeez Louise! But uh, yeah, rough. It's been awesome. It's been fun, and we look forward to doing this whenever we have the chance to get on and talk to each other and talk about our league because uh, it's a special league. And um, this episode, actually, it's just a special. We're going to go over all the week three matchups. We're going to talk about my bad team. We're going to talk about Greg's, uh, Jake's amazing team and everything in between. Jake, you ready to go? Let's do it. Okay, first game I want to look at is Notorious versus Team Mercier. I, I thought I thought Sam had this one in the bag, Jake. Yeah. I, I've, I mean, this is a tough loss, tough loss. Cause it always comes down to Monday night. What happened, Jake? I mean, so Trey had Mike Evans going into Monday night. Um, these first two weeks, there've been two Monday night games. Now I like the, I like having two Monday night games cause it's nice to have football basically from about yeah, four like switch it over. Eight. And it's like perfectly timed too. So like right when yeah. one goes in half, like you're in the middle of a, of Second another quarter, one. I like it. Yeah. But I will say the four games that have been played over these last two weeks have been absolutely terrible. So yeah. perhaps the the matchups might be nice to, I guess you can't necessarily flex so early on in the season, but mm-hmm. um, but these matches have been bad. But anyway, Mike Evans, uh, going into the night, Sam, really, I'm not entirely sure the points-wise, but I know that um, looking at it now, I think she was winning or it was tied. It was around there because Mike Evans had 14 points yeah, and he had only had about three or four points going into the fourth quarter. Well, the bucks, uh, down, you know, 20 points or so, maybe even more, um, basically just threw him the ball a bunch. He had a sick one handed catch and mm-hmm. that sick one handed catch happened to be the deciding factor because 
Sam ended up losing by two points. Brutal. T. Higgins dropped at least five or six yeah. passes. Uh, and Joe Mixon, I believe, lost like a, like 1.5 or two points the last uh, quarter of the game after his touchdown because mm-hmm. uh, the Rams knew they were just going to run the ball. So Aaron Donald just blew everything up and he lost a bunch of points. So this is a tough, tough loss for Sam, especially given we'll jump into her team first, especially given that the Dallas Cowboys. And if you listen to the last pod, I basically just looked at Sam's team and was just question marks all over the place. She did do the smart play of taking Joe Burrow out and putting Kirk Cousins in. Um, As we said on the pod, that's exactly what you needed to get done uh, to do just to get, to get your team into a winning, you know, mindset. But the rest of the team, um, I wasn't a big fan of. There were some guys on here that had great weeks. And uh, Zach Moss, I mean, even your boy Pat Fryermuth had a touchdown. Always Alexander does. Alexander Madison, Stefan Diggs, of course, always usually has good weeks. But in saying all that, the one team slash, uh, sorry, the one player slash team that you would think would have a winning week would have been the Dallas Cowboys defense. That one point, minus one, gave her the the loss. Yeah, all around solid matchup. Question marks around Madison, especially with Cam Akers coming in the building. He actually had a really good game. He still had a lot of just wide open drops that would have kind of would have, that he did would fumble twice, yeah. but they only called one, which was a let it pass since the Chargers okay. won. But uh, definitely a good outing. Just yeah, all across the board. C. Higgins was a strange one. A lot of just easy drops. A lot of tough contested uh, passes as well. Joe Mixon uh, in that Rams game was really efficient. He's kind of one of those. Outside your like top, your consensus top five running back that you always have kind of question marks in certain matchups, but Joe Mixon looked really good. Just absolutely heartbreaking though about those Cowboys. I at, at, like you mentioned uh, coming into the week seemed like one of the most for sure uh, defense you can roll out against Arizona. Um, even with the injury uh, to Diggs, they're still going to be a top team. Just an absolute fluke. But I. Um, I'm going to mention it a lot as we go through these matchups, but this year's team is a little, this year's league in terms of uh, winners and losers, it's a little bit different. It's not as tight. Um, Sam needed points here. She got a lot of points, even though she's one and two. Um, it's really going to come to, I feel like it's going to come down to that this season. So she's got to hang her hat, hang her hat. Nope. I don't know this expression. Uh, That's she's, got expression. Go she's got to hang her hat on it. Like, yeah, okay. she's got to be a proud. Okay. Yeah. So, you got there. Yeah, good. it was just good week. Just absolute bummer. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to score um, this much. You know, I, I we should have played back on our predictions. I, I feel like I predicted this one to be a tight matchup. Um, but yeah, looking at it now, Trey, let's go to Trey's team. Essentially a Tyreek and Josh Allen type of week. Um, Tyreek, who had, I believe he had 20, you know, six points at halftime. I uh, really didn't do too much because that game and I have to like, look at the score every single time I see it um, 70 to 20, which is just incredible. I, I haven't seen a score like that. I think ever in my watching uh, football fandom, but at, you know, looking at the scores and what you want in fantasy football are players on teams that score a lot of points. So Josh Allen, 37 points. Isaiah Pacheco, 41. Tyreek, 70. Tyler Lockett, 37. Now, some of these guys maybe didn't do as well. Like Tyler Lockett, we talked about him as the ultimate boomer bust guy. But Josh Allen, 37 points. He put up 21 fantasy points. A lot of those points were on the defensive end. Shout out, Steph. Congrats. We'll get into your team in a little bit. Um, but Isaiah Pacheco, um, red zone guy that scored a touchdown. and I, But Jerk McKinnon did take a couple of those. You kind of just want these players on good teams and... Trey, you know, Trey has uh, players on these teams. Yeah, we always used to talk about um, not not many teams have two stacked like these outlier guys. Josh Allen really hasn't blown us away in terms of point uh, in terms of like fantasy points in a given mm-hmm. week. He's been consistent. He's been consistent, and the Josh Allen that we know are what I think we're going to get next week when he takes on Miami. Going to be absolutely insane in terms of offense. So Trey's got two guys that that both of them going off their their output can make up for any inefficiencies in terms of the lineup where Josh Jacobs is still searching to get his footing with with Las Vegas. I don't know what what is going on with him, but 
having Josh Allen, having Tyreek definitely um, elevates those guys. Hopefully that they can get it picked up late in the year. Tyler Lockett, the ultimate boomer bust. This is the week that he busts, but kind of tough decisions that we had on this bench. Right. I mean, if you would have played Jerry Judy over Tyler Lockett, Jake, I mean, you were dogging me about that. Um, those are some extra points you could have picked up. Jacoby Myers, just two big weeks. I I look at these guys and they're guys that I wish I definitely have on my team because my team would uh, you go ahead definitely. and go after Jerry Judy. Guys, just yeah. a just a garbage time. Nothing, nothing good about that offense at all. Well, he didn't need it. He he got the dub. Torres is going three and zero. Sam is going to one and two. You didn't want to touch on Mike Evans at all. No. <laughs> Moving along, we got Rum Runners taking the dub over QB Sneaks. Rum Runners 3-0, QB Sneaks 1-2. I, I said it uh, last week, or I know I said it at least last episode, Jake. Uh, Keenan Allen, rest of the season. I said top 10. He's top like three now. The guy definitely has had his footing ever since he returned last year mm-hmm. and has been the best wide – one of the – probably, I'm going to guess, the best performing wide receiver in that stretch. And he continues to do it. We knew that this matchup was going to be fireworks um, for about the first half. I was watching this game and I was telling myself, you know what? I was right. This is going to be one of those stinker games, but definitely offense picked up. Hammer the second half over. Yeah, definitely offense picked up. And Keenan Allen was just a definite beneficiary. Not in the end zone, though. One special player was in the end zone, but I'll bring it up in another matchup. Hey, if it wasn't for Keenan Allen, that one player wouldn't have gotten no, the end zone. That's true. That's true. Uh, what else do you like about his team this week? Um, I mean, not much besides Keenan. Um, yeah. I mean, jo- Christian McCaffrey, we talked about this on Thursday. He's just, he met his projections, essentially, uh, went mm-hmm. one point over. Um, it was your typical A.J. Brown week that, you know, you have a wide receiver that he can say all he wants about not, you know, demanding the ball. But it was it was very apparent. Yeah. Uh, the Monday was it the Monday night prior? Was it back to back Monday nights they had? No, it was, it was a, a thir- it was thir- it was a Thursday Thursday night. night. Yes, thank you. So Thursday night, You're him welcome. not necessarily like getting into it with Jalen Hurts, but you can just tell he was like, dude, just throw me the ball every once in a while because Devonta Smith had two wide open catches. Which why wouldn't you throw to someone who was wide open? Mm-hmm. Um, so you knew AJ Brown was going to get force fed a little bit, and so. AJ Brown ends up with 17.6. None of those points happen to be touchdown based. So, you know, a very good production game for him. His kicker and his defense ended up with a combined 24. Um, so, you know, an overall, a very good week for a Shane. Um, but then I look at his bench and, you know, you have someone like Jerome Ford. We had talked about this. Would you do Jerome Ford to start or would you do Joshua Kelly to start if yeah. Austin Eckler couldn't go? Now, I said Joshua Kelly because I felt like he was going to have a much better game. I was completely wrong. Joshua Kelly, I'm not sure if he just, uh, you know, should be starting any more uh, games in the fantasy lineup. No, Unless Austin Eckler completely goes down for the season um, and it has to be completely matchup dependent. So Jerome Ford, I think, is someone going forward. Now, I will say this. I think let me look at his stats because I feel like we talked about this on Sunday. The first half, he had like two carries. So he had 10 carries for 18 yards and a touchdown. And then he had mm-hmm. two catches for 33 yards. I think one was the touchdown was like a 19 or 20 yard uh, catch. I'm not exactly sure how it went. I don't know if it was a screen. I didn't, I didn't really watch a lot of that game, um, but he did have 18 points and, you know, touchdowns are everything. I am still concerned uh, for that 10 carries, 18 yards. Tennessee has a crazy good rush defense. And that game was very slow. Like I had predicted, but Definitely going forward, I think he has to be a Shane's RB two. What What do you do with Justin Fields? Um, do you wait this out, or is he purely matchup dependent? Or I mean, tough. there's guys even on the in, in on waivers that I'd be interested in. But Jordan Love, Jordan well, Love is averaging twenty points a week. Like, yeah. Do you make the yeah. change, or do you just keep riding this out? I I would I would. If I were a Shane, I would look and see who's got two quarterbacks. And one of those teams is we just touched on Trey's team, but we didn't touch on his bench really. And he has Tua sitting right there. So, you know, we know Trey loves two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But if I were Trey, possibly trying to upgrade a wide receiver two position, you know, he's got Lockett and Mike Evans. Are you comfortable starting them as a wide receiver? One of those is a, are a wide receiver two. Shane does have three very good wide receivers. He's never going to trade Keenan. And I think CD and AJ Brown are both too much for someone like Tua. But perhaps you package, you know, Tua and somebody else. If you're Trey um, or, or if you're a Shane, you ask for Tua and somebody else maybe a Tua and a Mike Evans for an AJ Brown, something like that. It's a kind of, so it kind of benefits both. Uh, but if I were a Shane, yeah, I'm, I'm either trying to find a team that I can work with and get off Justin Fields. And I would probably still stash him. I'm not going to cut him. I'm not going to drop him. Um, I would definitely stash him because you never know when those two to three week stretch that like he, how we had last year where he had 40 points um, in each of those weeks, you never know when that can really hit only because they are just running a different offense than they were last year. They are not letting him run the ball. And he has to, a lot of his runs are just dropbacks. And then he just holds on the ball for way too long. And then he makes, you know, late decisions and he picks up six, seven yards here and there. If he just were to make that decision instantly, you're talking about 15, 20 yard plays that he can pick up. Yeah, definitely one of those guys that we all wanted to target at the start of the year. And he is, it's just the offensive old. And when he was on that offense last year, he was unplayable. So it's definitely mm-hmm. options that uh, Shane has. He can look for the trademark. He's got Dak Prescott. Maybe that's a more match dependent, but um, I don't know. Dak is, Dak is ranked 25th yeah. right now, which is crazy for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, Jordan, Jordan loves. I mean, I like Jordan yeah. love. I like CJ Stroud. I there's Kenny CJ Stroud is someone. And uh, you know what, since you brought him up, I'm declaring this right now and I'm going to place this tomorrow. As far as I know, and then he could be a favorite. Last year, I gave you Garrett Wilson. I think it was seven to one, eight to one. Um, CJ Stroud's winning rookie of the year. Um, uh, I think no doubt. Offensive rookie of the year. Bijan is still a favorite. I think at two to one, the last I saw. I'm not sure why. Uh, he's extremely talented. We'll get into Phillips and Bijan in a little bit. But I think what what you pointed out as the Texans playing pretty good. Um, and I watched a part of that game and watching some of CJ Stroud's highlights that that kid is, is good. And they found themselves a quarterback. So I will be placing a CJ Stroud bet tomorrow, offensive rookie of the year, place it, win it, book it. Wow. Okay. But you know, who's not having quarterback issues surprisingly is run runners. Sean Watson put in another good week. Sean Watson just needs to fix his uh, turnovers with the ball, interceptions, fumbles. And he could be pouring in a couple of other weeks. You already want to get in on this, Jake? No, I just, uh, I don't even, I don't think he had that great of a game. I mean, he looked better. He looked for sure better than the last two weeks, but is that really saying much? Like the, like compared to like how he looked uh, against Pittsburgh, that one play where he just threw the ball backwards um, (laughs) and it was like a 15 yard loss. He's lucky that there was a, there was a player there because if not, you're looking at a six, six points the other way. So it's the decision-making still like he's got talent, but like between the ears, I don't know if he's got it there. And I don't know if it's, it can't be rust. You know, he's played at least 10, 12 games since he's was suspended. So I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still very, I'm just not buying into Deshaun Watson. Tennessee's past defense is garbage. They are really bad. And so Deshaun Watson looking at a team like Baltimore, who is kind of banged up, I'm I'm very interested in his um I mean if I were Nick, I would also be looking for a backup quarterback because I think that there are gonna be weeks where Deshaun Watson puts together some stretches to where he gets you less than fifteen points. And I and I keep saying it because we keep talking about quarterbacks, but Jordan Love's available and he's been pretty hot as of late playing up uh this last game against New Orleans. Just it's a tough defense. So there's there's definitely options. Um one option. I think rum runners can continue to do match it match up uh, week by week play Devonte Adams. I mean, <laughs> it's a good option. I think for him, 35 I mean, points. He is absolutely incredible. He is someone that doesn't matter what, who your quarterback is, just throw him the ball every single time because he will catch it. He will get open. He, he is my favorite. And I, I think the best wide receiver in football, um, he doesn't necessarily rely on one thing. Like you talk about Tyreek and how Tyreek relies on his speed and how fast shifty he is. He's a yeah. great wide receiver. Jamar Chase and kind of how elusive he is and how he can just kind of similar to Devontae can kind of play all over. 
but Devonte is someone that like can slow it down, can make things super easy. And then like you saw his touchdown play kind of just looked like he was out there to block and then just took off uh, on that fourth and one play action and just took it uh, and, and grabbed it right at the goal line and rolled into the end zone. So Devonte Adams is just an amazing player. And I jokingly texted Nick um, in our group chat with him and said like, Hey, like what, what can I trade for Devonte Adams? Just because he is, he's such a fun player to watch. And it, you know what? Maybe we should get this trending on our pod in general, just hashtag free Devonte. Like let him go somewhere that he has a chance to win because the Raiders are a dumpster fire of organization, a uh, terrible coach, bad quarterback play bad team in a tough division besides the Broncos. They stink even more, but Devontae needs to go to somewhere that it's, I want to watch him in the playoffs. I want to watch him succeed somewhere else. I want to watch him uh, play for a team that doesn't choose to go for a field goal. When the yeah. math, did you see uh, why he said they went for a field goal? What? No, I just heard that they thought that was their best option or whatever. He said that they were down two scores. Yeah. And they were down eight, which if you know football, that's one score. So yeah. I'm not sure why Josh McDaniels has a job in the first place. Speaking of freeing Devontae, we need a free Kyle Pitts from Rum Runner's uh, starting lineup. I, It's going to be a, ch- a chess match maneuvering Kyle Pitts, David Njoku, and Zach Ertz. Had, had the best score of a tight end. Nick made the right play. He did make the right play, but there's definitely better options out there I at this point. Um, I guess it's if while he waits us out, holding on to three tight ends is the move. It doesn't it doesn't matter. The Rum Runners uh found a way to win with just balanced effort, sides Kyle Pitts and Devontae Smith. It was the AJ Brown show. I think mm-hmm. everyone knew it. That was a narrative getting played up. James Conner still is on James on uh Rum Runners bench, and he's still absolutely nasty at football. I don't know how Nick finds a way to get him in his lineup. Um, yeah, I don't either. I think this is yeah. it's a tough, like, you have solid, you know, f- uh, five position players that you can play. Mm-hmm. And James Conner being that sixth, perhaps matchup. But, I mean, both of your running backs kind of get you consistent 10 to 15. You're not going to sit one of those. Um, no. So, yeah, it's hard to really get James Conner in to, to the starting spot. Maybe a situation where if he did want to explore trade, then he uh, he can kind of just maybe push for, I guess, a higher value player. But Look, now I'm that he's all about to- being matchmaker. And like, as you said that, I honestly went to one team because what's Nick's weakest link? It's tied in. You look at the law dogs. You look at someone that has Mark Andrews and Sam Laporta matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely options. Nick's got to make some moves, but guys, three and zero shouldn't be listening to us at this point. Uh, Run runners, three and zero, probably staying in first place. QB sneaks, one and two. House Targaryen meet the Robinsons. Steph getting her first win. I don't know if I said it. Hold on. I, okay, Let's sorry. Standing up. Only because, and I'm not trying to like put stuff down or anything or be an asshole for clapping for her first win, but I am, I, I like how she has just stayed true, even though some of these moves weren't correct, stayed true to her team and just let it ride. Um, you know, and doing a lot of moves. So we look at someone like Phil who has yet to win a game yet and who has done very minimal roster moves. And very minimal bench, still having guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba, still having guys like Tank Bigsby, still having guys like Kendrick Bourne. And then we go over to Steph's team, who she has picked up Kyron Williams. She's picked up Tutu. She's picked up Jalen Warren. She's picked up, um, and this was right before Sunday, Tank Dell. So picking up these players, and it's going to you know turn out to be a positive for her so i give her props for doing that because when you realize and you're going to notice this specifically your team when you realize your team kind of stinks you have to act aggressive and you have to act immediately and she's done that yeah and she she made it work this week 121 that's a lot of points Mm -hmm. that's that's nowhere near what my team was able to perform but and she kind of she did it scrap scrappily. Bills defense obviously coming coming away with thirty one points. 
Um, Tutu Atwell is kind of one of those balls he calls that she took last week and rolled with him this week. He rolled in for a touchdown uh, near the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And she's acting with a kicker. Everyone wants to like pick a kicker and be like, oh, whatever. It's all luck. No, this Brandon Aubrey guy after the first game, uh, missing that extra point and then coming out and just being automatic from then. Cow- Cowboys mm-hmm. are going to be Cowboys are a team. We know them. Dak, they're having issues in the red zone. They're stalling out a lot. That that's perfect scenario for a guy like um, Aubrey. And he kicks the fall, kicks the ball pretty far. Yep. So smart moves, just the smart, the simple smart moves like that, um, give her every chance of winning. And looking at her bench, Damian Pierce. As soon as Damian Pierce got a touchdown today, I text Jake and I said, I feel so bad because I, I I've done this twice. I feel like already with Steph, where I've talked players out of her lineup. She's smart enough. I know she's not actually listening to me, but still. Uh, but Damian Pierce falling bad. in. I, well, I didn't ask you your opinion. I said I feel bad. I don't know no, why you would feel bad, though. I don't know. I one just, yard touchdowns are one yard touchdowns. You know still, what I there's, mean? There's there's no pictures on the scorecard, and for thirteen point four, that's a good outing, and that's something. I, I mean, I guess still to this, I'm playing Kyron Williams even with the low score this week against Cincinnati. It was just mm-hmm. a bad game, and they abandoned the run for some reason, um, especially when their O line was just getting picked off. But Kyron Williams looked good. Maybe Jalen Warren's where you make that substitution for Damian Pierce. But Christian Kirk, sure. back-to-back good weeks. Um, that's another person that she can fit into the flex spot. DJ Moore needs – needs he cannot be starting. I, we look at an 11-point outing, but that was a game where they were playing catch-up after like like the first two quarters, like before halftime. So she, she it's a good win for Steph. I'm 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 right there with you. I'm clapping along too. She did text me though, heading into this week. She's like, "Hey, are you gonna meet uh, meet the managers? Because uh, can you post can you post mine? Because I need some good luck." She there was a lot of pressure this week for her, and she yeah, got that can't elusive can't start zero and three, and she's not. So yeah, I I mean we we talked about this. I have had a feeling Patrick Mahomes is going to have a big game. And I mean, he met projections, but but his projections were still crazy around 25 points. Um, And he sat the entire fourth quarter. So he had a great week. And then just, yeah, just looking around DJ Moore garbage time touchdown, which, you know, contributed to her win. Um, And yeah, some guys on the bench, like we talked about Christian Kirk. I, I would start Christian Kirk at home every single time you can, for some reason, (laughs) I talked about this. I feel like Christian Kirk scores touchdowns. He gets points at home. Um, so I would, uh, start him at home every single chance that you can get. Are there other guys like that? I've never heard of that for football. I don't know. I just feel like whenever I watch a Christian Kirk highlight, it's usually at home. I feel like he just has really, and he could be doing it on the road too. I have no idea. I just feel like whenever I watch (laughs) Christian Kirk, um, then, you know, he, he does go off. Maybe when you talk about Phillips, team, I can go back and see if that's like legit last year to see like how he did. But, um, Yeah, I mean, there are some some players we talked about um, dropping Gerald Everett, which is a you know fine and picking up Parham. You you called that one out. You said if you're going to take a Chargers tight end, you might as well just get Don Parham. And Don Parham had a couple like two yard touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but the going forward, I think there are some players that she can start over other ones. Um, but this is just that Steph getting a win before Eckler and, and Cup come back is is huge to the, her team's success the rest of the season. Yeah, Meet the Robinson just not the worst. I mean, I, we had actually high scoring week this week, so he was second, but still broke over a hundred. Um, really though, came off the back of oddly enough, Justin Herbert. Not really that's odd because he was going up against Minnesota, but two of his other top four scores are Chiefs defense and uh Harrison Butker, just a specialty unit for the Kansas City uh Chiefs. But yeah. overall, just low scores. Scary Terry, um, we were both advocating his spot in the in the flex spot over DeAndre Hopkins. One point difference, not nothing very marginal. Those are just a boat race, quick. And uh, Sam Howell just did not have the goods to like cash in on some big wide receiver plays. Jake Ferguson, I, normally uh, when we saw Dalton Schultz last year, um, that tight end position was very coveted in that Dallas Cowboys offense. I don't know. Um, I haven't watched that many Cowboy games, but he gets targets. I, I know he gets targets, but I just I don't know if it's if it's such a premium team and and role anymore. Like they mentioned in the telecast that 
offense is struggling in the red zone. They're not scoring as much. Um, I know we saw some big outings, but literally I was off the back of the defense and setting up mm-hmm. good field position. So I don't, I don't really think they're going to be this um, embarrassment of riches offensive team this year. I don't really think the tight end position is going to be that, that, that fruitful as it was last year. But if you're telling me he's getting targets, maybe that's still one of the better, better options than you would uh, scouring the waiver wire right now. But Calvin Ridley back to back kind of down weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe he's the opposite, Jake, maybe Christian Kirk at home. You play Calvin (laughs) Ridley on the road. Maybe that's the special sauce, but, and then rounding it off with his team, Brian Robinson. um, I mean, this guy named his team names after these guys. Um, Brian Robinson struggled. That's bad, just bad matchup. This was always my worry with uh, Brian Robinson is that he is a worker back, but in bad matchups, um, he doesn't get a lot of pass work. Um, I know Antonio Gibson is pretty much fumbling his way out of that running back room, but games like this where it, they're getting blown out, Antonio Gibson's going to play. He's the better pass passer back, uh, pass catching back, mm-hmm. and Bijan Robinson just Detroit. Just I don't. I, this was a game where I feel like Bijan. Probably would have been matchup proof, but um, Detroit just gave it to Atlanta the entire time. So just some yeah. bad outings. Yeah, I look at Phillips's team and I am a little just it's I feel like it's one of those where you're not sure what you're getting week to week by a lot of these guys. Um, we can touch on uh, without Herbert's 32, which I, it's, I have a feeling that's probably his best fantasy game that he's ever had. Wow, um, really? Yeah, I, I would I would think so. I think 30, 32 points is a lot with with a with a non-running quarterback. Um mm. I think 32 points. I mean, he had 400 plus yards and I believe three touchdowns. Um Yeah. So, you know, Herbert had an amazing game and we predicted that he would have a great game. But the rest of his team starting with the running backs, I don't know what you're getting with them on a week-to-week basis. And Bijan is so much fun to watch. I I hate the Atlanta Falcons offense with a passion. And I love it. It's not that I hate them because um, I have nothing, I have nothing against them. I just don't think they use their weapons the correct way. Um, And you're talking about Bijan, who is just a premier running back and has so much talent. And Detroit's defense definitely has picked up uh, this year compared to years in the, in the past, but Desmond Ritter is, is not an NFL caliber starting quarterback. Um, and they have, I mean, they spent first round picks on Kyle Pitts, Drake London and Bijan all within, I believe they've all been uh, top 15 picks over their in their consecutive draft in their draft years. Um, and you only really use one of them and that's Bijan and you don't just, only use him, but you sp- have him split time with Tyler Algier, who I really like. Yeah, but Bijan is 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 elusive, and he is your star running back. You need to give him more carries. He had how many carries? Ten. That is Ten, not yeah. enough. You need to get him fifteen. You need to give him that Saquon fifteen to twenty, and give him the ball five times. I get it. You kind of want to save him, but like he's so young and he's, he's so good that you just and he's he's built like a bowling ball. So like, let him run and and give him the ball. We're looking at the rest of the team. I don't see a wide receiver one on this team, which is can be tough if your running backs aren't performing. And then we talked about a tight end. You know, he had Travis Kelsey, in which we made a trade, uh, Phillips and I. And now you're searching for tight ends the rest of the the rest of the fantasy season. Um, Hunter Henry, the one that or the player that I had given to Phillips with two point seven. You know, it's a tough Jets defense, and I feel like their linebackers are very good in, in coverage. So perhaps next week, you know, you sub in Hunter Henry for Jake Ferguson. But I, I feel like Phillips, Phillips' team is, is just one of those where this could be a bad rest of the season for him unless guys like Bijan and DK really, like, take over. Uh, meet the Robinsons, loses, goes to one and two. Stephanie, with the win, is now one and two. All right, we got Fitch against the cat. Hashtag claws up. Yeah, it's a very sad meow this week with Fitch pouring it on, uh, with Brian pouring it on Blake, uh, winning by close to 40 points. At what point, 
part of the day on Sunday did you realize you had no shots? As soon as Mike Williams got hurt. Oof. Yeah. Sure it wasn't when you woke up and you saw Najee Harris in your starting lineup? Well, no. I'm blind to that pain now. It's you, <laughs> you're numb, you mean you're numb to it? No, numb I'm to blind the to it. I blind literally cannot it. see it. That's how <laughs> that's how disconnected I am from Najee Harris. Um, Let's jump into your team first before we talk about a contender. Uh, because I am... I'm close to declaring your team pretty much. Are you going to declare? Okay, go ahead. I have the worst team in this league. Wow. By far. Uh, Mike Williams, who had my biggest output of the week, 21 points, came off a a, uh, great play design, but a fluky touchdown pass from Keenan Allen um, is out for the season. And Mike Williams was my my boomer bust strategy that I play that I think that I'm going to be able to pull through. Uh, he was that one with the lowest floor. Um, no, the highest floor out of that boomer bust option. I finally got the Mike Williams game, but just like every Mike Williams game, he has to sacrifice a year of his career to give you one of those good games. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunately how it is. So I'm losing him for the season. Uh, Godwin stunk. Um, Jordan Addison, thank goodness he started getting peppered late. Um, he had a lot of, he had, I think two, um, red zone targets. So I'll take that, but still just stunk. Um, Derek Henry, Jake, I'm scared. (laughs) What do I do with Derek Henry? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, he he has a great talent. That offense is just so bland. I mean, it's been bland for yeah. years. And But Derrick Henry was a lot younger four or five years ago and had less mileage on his body. But you're looking at someone now who I still think is super talented. But he – but there the is situation definitely – The situation stinks. situation stinks. Um, and they actually have a backup. Not saying the backup's better. Not at all. But they have a backup that can – you know, still do a lot in a rookie Tiger Spears, who I know that you picked up as the handcuff, which I think is smart. But yeah, I don't know what you do with Derrick Henry because I do think there are going to be weeks upcoming that, you know, he he just runs one off and you get 25, 30 points from Derrick Henry. But then I look at the rest of your team and I'm like, yeah, that's nice having that 25 point week, similar to what Mike Williams brought to 22. But who else is going to get points on your team? I, I one, mean, one question I do have, and I'm not sure why mm-hmm. I want to hear your rationale. Not that it really mattered. Why did you drop the Eagles defense and play Tampa Bay? I, 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 I don't know why, but I thought I had a chance. I thought I had a snowball's chance in this game to, uh, to come back. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I had a chance, so I thought, you know what? There is a good defense now in the waiver wires, everyone. If you want to pick up a good defense that turns that turns the ball over, that gets sacks, there's someone just waiting right there. But instead, you know, you wanted Jonathan Mingo. Um, the rest of your team. Now, I'm, I'm interested in, in hearing what your plans are going forward. Now, you say that your team stinks. I do think there might be a player or two that you could perhaps flip to try and like gain some more depth pieces to bring, you know, a a stronger, perhaps a wide receiver room. But I'm interested in in hearing what, you know, your plans are going forward. Well, first of all, my team just needs to be healthy. Uh, Saquon injured definitely doesn't help me. Um, I set up a trade to uh, roll out Anthony Richardson long term mm-hmm. and in that trade i definitely gave up more than i should to get a higher a, a better wide receiver and jalen waddle he didn't play either so mm-hmm. i uh i kind of got hit with the rope of dope a little bit um i my strategy going into this week was um i wanted to hit on one of these uh younger wide receivers that i've liked on these teams jonathan mingo definitely has been getting it doesn't matter who's the quarterback He's getting a lot of targets. He's becoming that focal point, even though Adam Thielen looked like the greatest wide receiver ever in football this weekend. But I liked the like the talent there. Um, Jaden Reed, after week one, it seemed like he had a good spot. Jordan Love is it seems like a comparable quarterback. And then another guy who's not on my team that I had that I think I dropped yeah. four spears. It's is 
is Tank Dell. And I believe uh, Tank Dell is now on Steph's team. Mm-hmm. That was someone I was super excited about. But you I want to uh, talk about someone who was excited. I got a text from Steph on Friday afternoon and I wasn't sure who she was going after. Friday yeah. afternoon, I got a text saying, when do waivers open up for players that were dropped today? Do they open up Sunday or do they open up on Monday morning? And I said, they open up Sunday. She hearted the message. I woke up Sunday and saw Tank Dell on Steph's squad. I It was just stupid. Just not being <laughs> patient. And um, so I, I honestly, I need to go to bed, hug the pillow real tight wake up tomorrow morning and have a plan. I got to figure out what I need to do because mm-hmm. I'm aimless right now. I, uh, I got to keep the playoff streak alive and it's not looking good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's looking good either. Um, I think this is where you just have to, you have to go like try to hit a home run, whether it is trying to deal Derek Henry, trying to deal Saquon and just try to like, or Najee Harris. I don't think you can get anything for Najee Harris at this point. And if you can, Ugh. if anyone's out there that wants Najee Harris, send Blake a trade offer because he will accept it immediately. Um, pay your league fees. <laughs> so we're let's look at Brian's team, which I was wrong on. I officially Every week. called it wrong. <laughs> um, and I look at it, and I it's crazy. I, I think he's got something in... DeAndre Swift, who I am uh, last year, if you listen to the pod and you're, of course, part of this league, who I flipped uh, CD Lamb for, which was a bad trade on my end. Um, I received DeAndre and I, it is crazy that the Eagles traded for him and got and only had to give up a 2025 fourth round draft pick. Most likely a guy that is never going to see the NFL no. football field. And they got a guy that was selected, I believe, in the second round and DeAndre Swift, maybe even first, late first. But DeAndre Swift has so much talent and he's behind a legit offensive line. And we talked about how we're not big fans of Brian's running backs going into the season. But man, if he can get something out of DeAndre Swift and James Cook, who, who looks good, uh, but still just can't find the end zone then yeah, it's going to be tough to to beat Brian's team um, with, you know, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, and then having a consistent, you know, eight to 10 points in Evan Ingram, and then basically putting someone in that flex position that could be Zay Flowers or a Miles Sanders or, you know, someone like that. I mentioned heading into this matchup, uh, Eagles defense, you got to play it like it's week one. You got to see how they, how they assess it, how they put it out there, how it runs. It's literally perfect situation for DeAndre Swift more of a two down back three bound three uh three third down back if he's got some juice but really Kenneth Gainwell came in just to be like a power back and pick up like short yardage that is an absolute uh steal for Brian and really just creates a lot of depth Brian's not really I feel like he's not really known as someone that trades in this league so I definitely Mm -hmm. don't see that as um a possibility but if you were to roll out this lineup next week, swap in uh, Swift for Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers talked about um, him in the flex spot and kind of the range of outcomes are there. I feel like Zay Flowers is a really good guy to stash on your bench. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely in it come by week, he's I wouldn't be absolutely upset playing him if like Olave's out or Jefferson's out. It's a really good bye week guy that maybe if the matchups line up pretty right, he could hit a... Uh, a big a big outing but uh michael thomas has looked good kind of a bad outing by the saints in that matchup it was just tight and really each weren't given in um I actually have something very interesting and i just noticed this yeah i want you to tell me uh, just based off of these players and guess how many touchdowns james cook miles sanders justin jefferson chris olave and zay flowers have combined Okay, Zay Flowers doesn't have one. Justin Jefferson doesn't have one. Sanders doesn't have one. I'm going to say two. So, correct, it is two. You were wrong. Whoa. Sanders Sanders does have one. He had one this week. And Justin Jefferson oh. had one against the Chargers. Um, oh. But James Cook has zero. Miles Sanders had one this week. Justin Jefferson had one this week. Chris Olave has zero. And Zay Flowers has zero. 
Brian is three and zero right now, and his, his like he's due his what five players uh, that are position players, not kind of the tight end, have zero or sorry, has two touchdowns combined. Um, I mean, Evan Ingram also doesn't have a touchdown, and he is three and zero. So, you know, that is something that you look at, and you're like, wow, this is this is huge for Brian's team because if he can stack up wins without having this having score touchdowns. Now, of course, he gets touchdowns with Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen Hurts yeah. has three rushing touchdowns, all combined, probably negative four rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he he hasn't needed to rely on the touchdowns, which possibly is that just bad matchups? Is he playing teams with like yours that scores low points? But Brian is still scoring a consistent, you know, 115 to 125 on a weekly basis. Yeah, and he scored 125 against me. Fitch goes 3-0, the cat... The claws aren't sharp. Uh, goes to one and two. All right. Speaking about touchdowns, we just talked about how Brian's team hasn't scored many. Holy shit. Um, Nakuna Matata against the Law Dogs. Now, I'll start off by saying this. I am very surprised Phil put up 118 points. Starting the week off at minus one to zero going into Sunday. Um, and, you know, there are some bright spots here, but 118, not a bad outing for Phil. But you look across and Nakuna Matata with the highest score of the week. My team at 144 and a combined one, two. I'm counting on my fingers how many touchdowns my team scored. One, two, oh, I have to use two hands because Raheem Mostert scored three. So we're looking at six touchdowns. Raheem had four. Raheem had four. My bad. So I'm looking at, actually, I'm sorry about that. Raheem had four. Lamar had two. Amari had one. We're looking Travis Kelsey because Taylor Swift was in the crowd. So eight total touchdowns this week for Nakuna Matata, which really was the reason why I won. Only because Phil, not that he made it close, he made it respectable. Um. Before we go into your team, so I want to talk about your team. Uh, would this be the worst fantasy football loss ever? If Phil would have played against Sam, he would have lost by 0. 0.12 points. And I imagine he, he yeah. would, and that minus one was the, the factor. Can you imagine that? Well, they both had minus one. So imagine if either one of them had a, a defense oh that, scored, that scored a point. Um yeah, that would have been very bad. I feel like in this league, though, we've had like an even worse loss. I don't know. I could be just I, I feel like there have been times where we look at these scores and they're so tight playing hypotheticals and all that. But let's yeah. jump into Phil's team. Is it time to change the team name? Uh, yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks bad. He, like I it's weird because we always highlight some Jacksonville player. We hi- highlight uh, ETN, um, Christian Kirk back to back weeks, uh, Calvin Ridley big week, week one. but. I don't know what it is, but I wouldn't want to name my team after Trevor Lawrence. He's um, the name. It's it's cool, but something's not working, mm-hmm. especially Owen three. You need every good juju that you can get. Now, it doesn't help when you're starting the Giants defense, but we don't need to talk about that again. But uh, some good, good outings all around. You talked about it. Jamar Chase was due. He was able to cash in. He had a big game. Uh, Kenneth Walker looks so good against Carolina. Yep. It was ridiculous how good the whole running back team, uh, Zach, the Charbonnet guy, mm-hmm. see him truck sick that guy. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, oh my I saw, I saw it for a couple of years at UCLA. He was someone that I really liked out of UCLA. And when I watched him run, it was just this physical, mean style, just guy that was bull you over. So yeah, I'm excited. It's not that I want Kenneth Walker to go down by any stretch, but like I want to see Zach Charbonnet run the ball a lot more. Yeah, and then you touched on it, Amon Ra. Amon Ra, when he's healthy, you're playing him every single yep. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of slow. Obviously, there's probably some limitations with the uh, chirp toe that he's dealing with, but still 15 points. He's healthy. You play him, no no doubt about it. But on that same team, Jameer Gibbs, I I I don't know. I don't know where the panic is. This was an ideal situation. They were winning the whole game 20 to six and, mm-hmm. and he just didn't perform. I don't know what question marks you have about him. I mean, I think he was efficient on the ground, 17 carries for 80 yards. So you're looking at, I'm looking at the stats 4.7 per rush, which is pretty damn good, especially with a guy that's not your typical, like bruiser, more elusive, 
but only one catch with two yards. So it's weird to see these like difference, like these dynamics, like Kansas city, he ran for six yards of carry uh, only caught two catches for 18 yards. The next week he only runs for 2.4 yards of carry, but then he catches six catches or passes for 39 yards. So it's, that's just a frustrating place to be in because he is the number one back, especially right now with David Montgomery out, but he's not necessarily getting the red zone. He's not necessarily getting inside the five. So you're looking at a guy with talent, but for fantasy purposes, I would think that he's like a flex play right now, if that. Yeah, definitely. And another one that I'm kind of nervous is Mark Andrews. I know coming off an injury, he had a big week, week one. Pretty much, honestly, they'll salvage it with a touchdown. But this week, four for 35, Mark Andrews struggled last year. I know he was banged up a lot and he did play. But after seeing a output like this in a game that Baltimore obviously was struggling, they had a lot of injuries on their front line. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous about Mark Andrews. And I don't know um, what Phil's thinking, but Phil was very high on Sam Laporta um, at our draft. I remember him like fist pumping, uh, mm-hmm. thinking that he got the diamond in the rough. But Sam Laporta has looked very good as well. It's almost like shades of like uh, TJ Hawkinson when he was on Detroit. And um, I I don't know. I don't. There's a lot of question marks with his with his team and they're bad. They're just bad. Yeah, the bench is bad. Uh, just and there's no reason for Khalil Herbert. There's no reason for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, I don't think there's any real reason for Kendrick Bourne. I'd rather try to go out there on the waiver wire and hit with some home run plays um, and you know take a stab at it with offenses that are efficient. You're looking at Seattle. Jackson Smith and Jigba is like third on the depth chart. Khalil Herbert, that offense is a disaster. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, that is not a good offense to have any fantasy players on um, besides maybe Ramondre. So I would try to just load up on some guys that perhaps can, you know, be efficient or like, you know, you know, the, the tank Dells, the guys that I know tank Dells already picked up, but like, I mean, come on, Jake. What? Like I'm saying players, like players like that, like right now, I just feel like that was a shot at me. No, I'm I'm saying there are players out there that, aren't necessarily like no one really like looked at tank Dell before the start of last week and said, Oh, I have to pick up this guy. I automatically I have to. Um, well then you dropped him. So that's, that's, I mean, you want me to, you know, call you out on that. Then yeah, you gotta have patience, but like, you're not going to get a Puka Nakua now. You're not going to get some of these players, but it's time to take flyers on guys. And we'll touch this, uh, touch on this more next episode on guys that really have potential to go off. Kendrick Bourne's not going to go off. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba is not going to go off and this was an injury. So I, I don't know. I would, I would try to take shots on guys on good offenses and try to capitalize on that. Um, but, you know, I don't know what Phil does from here, to be honest. I don't know if knowing Phil, he probably only looked at his fantasy lineup on Sunday, like once and like, didn't really look at it the rest of the day. Yep. But cat I don't know. Dad. I don't know if he's going to start to <laughs> hashtag cat dad. I don't know if he's going to start looking at trades and try to salvage something. But I mean, he threw in the threw in the towel last weekend. He already said that the season's over for him. He's done. Um, and it's kind of sad to see because already week three and you're you're calling the season dead. Well, you mentioned things that he can do. There's an Adam Thielen sitting on the waiver wire there right now. There you go. Someone like that, because I would much rather have an Adam Thielen than a Kendrick Bourne. But he can't do anything about that this week. He got the L. Law Dogs going to 0-3. Akuna Matata. Are we just going to completely not talk about my team, or are we going on to the next one? I forgot. We I thought we did talk about your team. We didn't talk about it once. Let's talk um, about my team. Zoned out a little bit. Jeez. Um, how many gummies have you taken? So... Just, Nakuna Matata goes to one and two, 144. I'm looking at this squad and I will say this, the guys that I traded for, I feel like the GM of the year already. We got Lamar Jackson with 28 (laughs) points, Um, 28 points. I had told Blake, I believe I said on the podcast, or maybe it was just a other conversation. Lamar Jackson is going to get plays designed for him to run the ball. And you saw that in the end zone or in in the red zone. He had two rushing touchdowns, kind of sloppy with the ball. And he didn't really do much in the second half and in overtime. Um, But I will take 28 points by him any week I can. 
Raheem Mostert, I will say this complete luck um, that I think that he got that many points. I will say this. I also think he could have got more uh, because the backup HN, he stole New starter. Actually, I don't know about that. He stole multiple touchdowns in the first half where I was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm trying to get a win here in fantasy. And this guy already has 80 yards rushing two touchdowns within the five. And then Raheem just went off, got his touchdowns. I, I don't think it's complete luck, but I will say you're not, you're not getting 70 points a week and you're not getting, of course, four touchdowns a week, maybe one or two, but I love the way that Raheem is running. And I love the way they use him in that offense. They just have so many weapons that, um, it's nice to have Raheem on the team while he is healthy. Looking I feel oh, like, real quick, yeah. just to touch on that, I feel like Miami is the reverse Buffalo Bills. Like they Bills have so much offense and so much like talented guys that they can use. Like that was always my issue with like uh, Singletary when he was on the team. But they're a team that like throws the ball and then they can definitely get it done in the run game. Same situation with Miami, but I feel like Miami's still almost predicated on the run. Like it's still run focus. So Raheem's always going to get involvement into the game. And um, mm-hmm. you just want to be a part of that offense. And you want a lot of a lot of his plays came off the uh, short yardage in the uh, red zone. And he's a good runner. He's just got to stay healthy. And yeah, like you mentioned, we're not expecting four touchdown games, but definitely games where um, – He's he's probably close to 100 yards and, and maybe a score. Just and some catches, which is actually yeah. really nice to see too. So I'm looking at Raheem at someone that can consistently get me 15 points a week. Yeah. And that's big for a team like my own that is, you know, getting that that on my IR is Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Jones um, and getting Alvin Kamara back as well. So, you know, I hate to say it. I feel like I do have a little bit of an embarrassment of riches, which I'm not done dealing. I, I, I need to improve, I think, some spots. And we'll touch really quick on the wide receivers. My wide receivers on the bench, a little suspect. I still I really do like Michael Pittman and how much that they're using him in that offense. And I think he's someone that perhaps down the line I'm going to need to rely on um, in a flex position or maybe a wide receiver too. But man... Can the New York Jets get a damn quarterback? Because Garrett Wilson is so good and Zach Wilson sucks. He is one of the worst quarterbacks that I've seen. Um, And I thought for sure Garrett Wilson would have a better week. We know that New England's defense plays uh, the Jets pretty well. But man, Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson, just a couple of Wilsons on the bench cutting it up. just yelling at one another. Well, Garrett Wilson, I should say, is the one yelling at Zach just because you can tell there's frustration there. So I have a trade that I would like to hypothetically put out there, um, actual NFL trade. If I were the Jets, I'm sending a future second round pick, third round pick for Big Kirko. Get Kirk Cousins to the New York Jets. The Minnesota Vikings are 0-3. You're not going to win the division. You're not going to make the playoffs. Tank for Caleb Williams. Get Caleb Williams with Justin Jefferson, with Jordan Addison. That dome, or inside of that stadium with those fans, primetime every single week, a week NFC conference. Tank this season. Go get Caleb. Get Kirk Cousins to the New York Jets. And you're looking at Garrett Wilson being a top 10 wide receiver the rest of the way. How do you feel about that trade? I I love I love Kirk Cousins and I love that. I was thinking, man, uh, he was ready. He was ready last February. I would imagine that they, he can warm no, up real quick. Philip Rivers. No, I do not want Philip Rivers on the Jets. Noodle arm won't be able to throw down. I love me some Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers probably can't throw the ball more than thirty yards right now. Um, I've, yeah, I neither can Zach. So that's that's I don't true. Get your argument. Um, Last but not least, I am not sure how to feel about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Um, we have to throw that in there because it's the you know most talked about thing in the media. And I feel like it's going to be like this the entire season. I'm already sick of it. But I'm not sure if it's going to be a blessing or if it's going to be a curse. Um, we know that Travis Kelsey is extremely talented. And if I'm getting Taylor Swift showing up to every single home game and Patrick Mahomes and knowing that Taylor Swift is in the building, so he's going to try and throw Travis Kelsey touchdowns, I have to think that it's a blessing. 
Uh, yeah, he averages 16.4 points per appearance. Um, he'll take that every week. I mean, as a baseline. So I, uh, I don't know. I'm still, th- Jake, I'm still thinking about my team. I'm still sad. I don't want to talk about your, your good team anymore. You know what? Can I, actually I will say this. Out? No, I will say this. I had to listen about your team all of last year. I showed up to every podcast I just got through it with Cooper Cup being hurt last year. The least you can do is listen to my team this year, get my advice on how to fix your team. Your team goes to one and two. 